yeah, the Zoom H1 is is perfectly fine for what I'm doing, and also like the processing I'm doing, like the, like I kind of level it everything, yeah. and move it to mono. So like, Doesn't I think that kind of cleans up a lot of the maybe the shortcomings that this one would have compared to like the dual mic ones and stuff like that. Honestly, like the XY on this was already pretty good. The only reason I sold mine is because like, okay, I bought two new ones and the body's plastic, so when you squeeze it, you can hear it in the audio. Yeah, and, and, I, and sometimes I'll have the headphones in for levels, which actually doesn't really matter because I stomp it all with level later anyways, so. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, if it's too loud and stuff, I gotta cut it, then I gotta cut it. So it's like, that's it, yeah, it sometimes rattles a bit, like when I have like headphones in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, but um, yeah, it's a great recorder. Um, what's your kind of like mic situation right now? And what's your name? I actually have it right here. So my name's Jeremy Lim, and I have a Sony PCM 10. Um, it was a lot more sturdy than the Zoom H1, but the H1 was really, really nice because it was a portable audio interface, which I didn't realize until after I sold it, but this guy replaced it. So it's about twice the width of the H1, um, but the audio quality in it comes out a whole lot cleaner um, in terms of... And you're also using it for like, because you do sound effects and music and stuff like that, exactly. so you're using it more as like, you might hear something inspirational and want to record it, right? Pretty much, yeah. So I walk around this thing a lot, although being able to shove it in your pocket, like the H1 was really, really nice. Um, but in terms of like actual output, I, I much prefer this. Yeah. It, it feels like it's a lot more elegant as well. Um, things move a whole lot faster, so I dig it. Yeah. Uh, do you also dig Taiwanese food? I love Taiwanese food so, so much. What are your top three Taiwanese dishes? It's a little bit tricky because everything I really, really enjoyed, um, and I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> so it Yeah, really we can just speak in layman's terms. Um, you can keep the... Yeah, I don't know the uh, language demographics of my audience, but totally fair. <laughs> um, so they have, um, I believe, believe it's braised beef um, over rice, and like that's their main thing, or like that's one of the most that good the, like kind of ground beef looking exactly. gravy kind of thing. And it's wonderful, and it's so easy, and it's everywhere, but it's so so delicious. Um, beef noodles also one of their staples. That's one of my favorite things, and I just kind of went on a giant fried chicken hunt. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, like, if you're if you're leaving top three Taiwanese dishes without fried chicken, you're messing up. You gotta have fried chicken, but I... And the crazy thing is they don't even call it fried chicken a lot of the time. It's like chicken nuggets, or it's like, like, the translation is bad in a lot of cases for how good that fried chicken is. And they always misspell chicken, too. They never have the C in the middle, so it's C-H-I-K-E-N. I never even noticed that. It's pretty common, and it's really, really interesting. Um, but... Special mention, some of the buns are really fantastic. You have to go to night markets, and they actually shove it in a heated pit, and they pull it out of a hole. It's really, really strange, but it's delicious. I don't know the like full name of it. What are your opinions on stinky tofu? Stinky tofu is actually pretty excellent. I've never had it in like a soupy thing before, but in Taiwan, that was good. But um, When I was in Taiwan, it was the worst smell to this day I have ever smelled. Really? But I never tried it. I mean, I was like 17, so... I mean, I haven't even had bubble tea at that point. I'm in Taiwan, so like... Have you, I, do, you, do you enjoy blue cheese? Not really. I don't think I do. Okay. I'll eat it because I'm a grown-up. It's like olives. Like, I will eat them okay. just to be distinguished, but I don't actually think I like it. No, that's okay. It's a similar thing. So it kind of just permeates your entire nasal cavity and it fills all the spaces. And it's if that's not something that's enjoyable to you, it's really, really nasty. Otherwise, yeah, it's a good time. Um, What's the best buy you've ever made at a Taiwanese market? 
I actually didn't buy anything except for food. <laughs> what? I bought, I bought one hat from Taiwan, and that's it. That's the only souvenir I got. I went hat shopping with another buddy, but he, he bought everything. I was just there for food. Um, oh, man, there. I, I, I got to go back to my last question, because now I'm remembering, like, fried sandwiches and guabao and just, like... Oh, guabao sounds good. I don't even know what that is. What's guabao? It is... Um, it, it's sort of like a flat bun where they stuff meat and veggies and everything into, and you just kind of eat it like a pita. Yeah, sounds good. It's amazing. And if you could, if you if you had to recommend somebody visiting Vancouver for the full Indie Summit to eat at one Taiwanese restaurant in Vancouver, in Vancouver greater area, I actually don't know too many. I'm I'm all about the Japanese food in Vancouver. I got to do more Taiwanese over here. Oh, you don't want to plug the one where the your family one? <laughs> Not your family, but the one that really like they tease me too much. They, they tease, tease you me too much. much. Yeah, they tease me too much. Um, but but. Our, our, your, mine, and Jamie, our, our favorite restaurant is um, Chef Hung's. That, yeah. that, that's our post-hike thing. With the Cha Time inside, the world-renowned publicly traded Bubble Tea Boys. Exactly. Cha Time, good tea, good time. <laughs> Cut the check. So, yeah, you, you got to get both at the same time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I got to find more Taiwanese restaurants, to be honest with you. I, I've really been craving vegetarian Taiwanese food because what they do with vegetarian like fake meat is just amazing and I haven't been able to find anything yet I mean like everybody's questions are different oh, it's I don't ask the same okay. like I could ask you like what your top three Taiwanese dishes are if you okay. want to ask or I give you new questions like no, we, it works. do you want do, okay so do you want questions from the day then I'll ask you then I ask other people no just throw me whatever questions I just I didn't know like what Format, but go for it. Um, you okay, what, what's your name and what's your favorite condiment? My uh, name's Kaylee Charchuk. Favorite condiment? I think it'd have to be uh, mayonnaise. That's a solid European choice. Um, I, I normally think people pick like ketchup or mustard is kind of their their go-to, but I think mayo actually has practical uses. Yeah, I've got the influence from my. Uh, my wife now, she's from Ontario, and I guess mayonnaise is a huge influence over yeah, there. A lot of O's in Ontario, a lot of O's in mayo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite uses of mayo is, outside of use with poultry or use with tomatoes, which I think, like, scream, I need mayo. Oh, yeah. um, on the outside of grilled cheese sandwiches, instead of, like, butter or oh, olive oil or something like that, yeah. there's something about it being a both, like, oil and egg mixture that yeah. like really crisps up the bread and gets the gold brown. I think that's what restaurants do, but they don't tell you because like people somewhat don't like mayo. That's a good yeah. Like it, there's a lot of oil in it too. It's yeah. like a little bit of egg. I think it's something about it's the heat transfer. Kind of, the cheese melts. Yeah, gets crispy. Yeah, um, I one of my little tricks is I get like some mayo and I'll put some ketchup in it, or I'll do like sriracha. Mayo sriracha is yeah, so good. Sriracha mayo. Um, how do you spell sriracha? S R I R A C H A. Correct. I always say it wrong. I always, I never say the first R. I never say Sri Racha. I know. That's Sri Racha. Like, Sri Racha. That's what I have to keep. Uh, what's your top three uh, flavor infused mayos you've ever had? Ooh. I had a wasabi mayo. You've had a fish uh, and chip place? Uh, it was at a sushi place, actually. Ooh. It was pretty good. Uh, tempura. I had it on the tempura. Um, just like a good lemon. 
good lemon good mayo. Lemon, and lemon then like mayo. a chipotle mayo and too. And chipotle. Yeah, I, yeah. I think chipotle like olives like blue cheese. I don't think I actually like it. No. I like the idea of chipotle flavor, but I just like when I actually get to it, I'm like. I I find that it like the things that I enjoy chipotle in. It's not the actually the, the chipotle that I'm enjoying. Oh, and yeah, I, you're if not I just open get up. the spice and I just put it on fries. Isn't it a pepper? It's not or like a pepper, a, yeah, yeah but they, 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 they like like grind it up and dry it out. But like if I just put that on fries, it doesn't taste the same. So I don't know if I actually really like chipotle or not. Yeah, and I really like like the French fry places where they have I mean it's more prevalent in Europe but like where it's like here's your thirteen different mayos you choose from. Yeah, they, that's always a treat. That's the aficionado out in Europe, mayo aficionados. We don't have uh, that in Canada. What was the last time you had mayo? I had mayo yesterday. On what? Sandwich? With, fries? with uh, chicken strips. I made it home. Whoa! Dipping chicken strips in the mayo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guess we learn something new every day on the question bus. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, full Indie Summit. Yeah, where what, we are right now. Is it your favorite Vancouver-based <laughs> indie conference? It is, by far. How many have you gone to? Uh, all of them. I think this is the fourth or fifth? Fifth? Fifth. I think it's fifth. Yeah. Do you ever speak at it? I haven't spoken at these. I've spoken at a full indie before, but... What yeah. would you, you speak at full indie about? Uh, just a goofy little design topic. Just like timing your games for people kind of thing. So. Is that available on YouTube? Yeah, it is actually. Were you happy? It's a pretty. I don't know if it's a quality talk, but it's one of my first that I ever gave. So. <laughs> what's your name and what's the deal with the overalls? Uh, my name's Daffodil, and I'm wearing overalls. Uh, what? How would you describe the color? I think they're great overalls, by the way. The framing of this interview. Love the overalls. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. Uh, I would describe the color. That was the question. What was the color? I would describe it as a soft periwinkle. Okay. Um, where did you get the overalls? I got them at a thrift shop in Portland called House of Vintage. Okay. Uh, do you know the age of them or like... The age of Yeah, them? like if they're vintage, you should have some sort of like... Oh, yeah. No, I have no idea. No idea. I got them because they were periwinkle and fit me. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the growing stereotype of overalls? and how you don't want to fight somebody in overalls. Don't want to fight somebody while you're wearing overalls, or you no, don't no, want to no. fight somebody who is wearing overalls? If somebody's wearing overalls, they're not the one you want to fight, is oh. the stereotype. Well, I don't know if these overalls are the kind of overalls that affirm that stereotype based on their color and fit. I think it's but, uh, just all overalls. <laughs> I mean, okay, were there any have you made any modifications to overalls at all? Uh, I should, because the, the clasps keep falling off. One thing about it, I have to say, um, the clasps themselves are also the same color as the overalls, yeah. which is a mark of traditionally like high-end clothes. Yeah, and um, very well, very good craftsmanship as well. Um, are they their only overalls you own? Uh, yeah. I used to own a pair of uh, denim overall short shorts, but uh, I phased them out. I mean, I think jorts, I think the short jeans or jorts, I think they, they, I have a belief that it's kind of a conspiracy theory that the fashion industry wanted to ruin them. The fashion what? Like the fashion industry was like, hey, we need to sell some shorts. We need to make jorts not cool. And I feel like... <laughs> we got all these piles of jeans. Let's cut them up. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, no. They got to buy shorts we make. So I think, but I feel like, do you feel like jean shorts are on the rise? Uh, I feel like jean, jean shorts ebb and flow. Uh... We're, we're currently on a jean short decline, so uh, 
I think you, I think people should invest in floods. Floods, I think, are making a comeback. Or like, so what, what makes it a flood? Is it the the string or like, sides like, on the like slightly shorter cut pants? Oh like, yeah, I call those man prees. Okay. Or um, cabros. I mean, like men, women, oh, yeah, trans yeah. people all yeah. across the board yeah. are I mean, wearing the floods yeah. these days. Yeah. But yeah. I. I a, a good a good man free is uh, yeah. is a beautiful thing. It's because it's one of those weird like traditionally gendered clothes. Like it's like capris are not like right right. It, it's some, like a some, weird. Some dudes get uh, get uncomfortable with the idea that they have capris on them because capri is a, a very flowery sounding yeah. word. And it's kind of like the ones that, like the men like the men have romper and stuff like that. Like it's kind yeah, of an yeah, industry the, of of. No, trust it. This is a we, cool thing. We gotta add man to it so they don't yeah. think that it's not manly. What do you think the next uh, the next trend of that will be? Uh, next in fashion, the man dress. What are you? Okay, so we're talking about the cure here intro. And yeah. what's your question? What's the name of the sausage? Oh, from the sausage factory intro. Yes. Uh, I think episode a- two of Cure Here. What? Very fancy sounding sausage. Well, I had a top three. What are, you, um, what are your top three sausages? Right now, it might be different than then. Um, there's okay, so there's a Donair. I think it's, I want to say it's Stevens sausages. It's like a local boutique farmers market. Like they come to the farmers market with like freezers um, full of sausages, and they do a Donair sausage. Are you familiar with Donairs? I should point out that I am in no way a sausage expert, although I do enjoy hearing about your sausage. But do you know about Donairs? I do not. Are you a vegetarian? No. Okay. Well, it's like a mix. It's like a Mediterranean, might be Greek, might be Turkish, might be Lebanese, kind of that region. And it's like a lamb, kind of rotisserie, pork lamb thing. Sounds good. Um, It's kind of slow cooked. They shave it off. They put in a little uh, uh, gyro or gyro wrap is what... What a hero? Hero? Yeah, uh, is what a traditional donair would be in. Yeah. But this is in sausage. Normally, you can't buy like you can't buy that in a in a. But it sounds like it's made locally. Grocery too, store. Right? Well, yeah, I'd hope so. Yeah. I mean, they're not fucking importing sausages. I don't know. Um, that's a hell of a sausage, and it tastes really close to it. So you get all that like Mediterranean Lebanese fare, that those flavors at the, at your home. Um, the casing's kind of bad. Like it doesn't like hold hold well, but whatever. It, I'm not putting it in a in a bun or anything. Sure. Um, Probably like sear it too if you yeah. really. Yeah. And I actually concerned. like. I don't know if you were up on the cure of the year hashtag. Cure of the year. Yeah. Last year was my favorite things of the year. So are these all the cures in the world? All four of you? Or well, yeah. I mean, is the name accurate? No. It's really cures things of the oh. year. Oh. But cure of the year just sounds good. Um, and Year of the Cure doesn't... Year of the Cure? That's not really it Because you don't need that one year ever. It's yeah. like 2017 is the Year of the Cure. Yeah. So, you can never beat that. Well, yeah. I mean, I think every year is the Year of the Cure. is the way I'm trying to live life. But um, I also said the farmers... Are, uh, the, the whole... I mean, it's a bit bougie or whatever to say Whole Foods, but Whole Foods makes a pretty good chorizo sausage okay. that's often on sale. So it, it was my number two. Um, and, I, and then I was really happy because I was able to get the turkey finocchio, which I think is the one. Or are you talking about the calabasa? It's the calabasa. Yeah, because the Polish 
Yeah, the Polish know what they're doing sausage-wise. That's what they're known. That's like the yeah. only food that they have. Well, they got they got a lot of cabbage-based things. They got beautiful poppy seed, baked goods. But nobody knows Makovitz. Nobody knows about any of this. Well, uh, now just uh, now they do. If you have a chance to buy Makovitz, Makovitz. I am just now discovering that you're a Polish food expert, and I'm no way surprised. <laughs> no way surprised. If you had to pick one, uh, Ty Taylor of Tumblestone fame. If you had to pick one uh, food that you would say you are an expert, what would it be? Pretzels. Like the just, I just, chips kind of pretzels, or uh, like the big doughy ones? The, the, the big doughy ones, soft pretzels. There's a lot of different cooking techniques, whether or not you egg wash them or not, can have various consistencies, whether the type of uh, base that you use to to make the dough out of. Is there any good any good pretzels in Seattle? There are a few. Um, just like bar-wise, uh, Tavern Hall in Bellevue has, has a pretty stellar pretzel. Incredibly spicy Coming mustard. With, oh, okay, with a really, I guess yeah. the mustard also has to and be a the big mustard, part of it. Yeah, yeah. Pretzel it does not stand alone. You've got to... And I love, like, super, super spicy, very nasally mustard that's going to hurt you. But it goes well with beer, so I'm... I'm always a fan. If, if, if a place ever has a pretzel on the menu, I will absolutely order it without question and then judge them super harshly based on mm, their pretzel. Do, do you write Yelp reviews? I, I want to start a pretzel blog. That's like what I, if I'm not if I if I stop being an indie game developer or maybe as a side thing, I want to just go around reviewing all the pretzels in Seattle. Hey, I mean that sounds like a good job. It seems like it should be my hobby. Um, well, thanks for being on the full indie summit version of the question bus. Happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, is there any games you want people to write one-star reviews on on mobile platforms? Uh, there's a game. Uh, see, th- this is a weird question because I have to answer it very quick, uh, carefully. Tumbled and then a space stones, which is a clone of my game Tumblestone. Yeah. Which is so oddly you, both flattering and annoying. At so the same if you time. see tumbled stones, yes. what ranking? One. Okay, tumblestone. Five. Tumblestone. Five. Why, why Tumbledstone. I oh my god! I can only <laughs> I can't hear the difference anymore. <laughs>